Merry Christmas, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us at Christmas in Calgary. We are pumped that you guys are here at our second service, and we trust and pray that this is going to be meaningful to you. Now, I wonder if there are any of you guys here in the room who are like I am. You are great at giving gifts, but you're just awful at wrapping gifts. Anybody with me? Okay, some of you guys are. Some of you are like, nah, not me. I am fantastic at wrapping gifts. And I have to tell you, I'm in awe of your skills, okay? When I see somebody who knows how to wrap a present well and they've got that all finished up and under the tree and like the wrapping paper doesn't have a single wrinkle on there, I'm like, did you iron that paper? How did you get it so smooth? All your folds are crisp. It's like a knife's edge. You don't even want to touch it. It's just so perfect, right? Seriously, you got this nice little bow that's on top. You only use three pieces of tape. I use three rolls of tape when I wrap a single gift. It's like, like this, you know? And you're like, no, it only takes three little squares. How? I don't know how. I've watched so many YouTube videos and I can't make sense out of it at all. It's basically magic as far as I'm concerned, okay? In fact, I've wrapped a couple of gifts and I'm gonna put them here on the screen for you. And what I want you to do is I want you to pretend for a moment that we were in like this secret Santa kind of gift exchange and you saw these two presents under the tree. And I want you to tell me which one of these two you would like, which one would you take yourself at a secret Santa gift? gift exchange. You can tell which one I wrap by hand. That's pretty obvious. Okay. How many of you guys say if we were at like a secret Santa party, I would take the elegant package on the left. Okay. A few of you guys would. And how many of you guys say, no, I would choose the Unabomber style package on the right. You're liars. You're liars. I know better. That's not true. You would not choose that gift. And here's how I know. Like, I know some of you guys just raised your hand on that one because you're like, dude, I've been around church a while. And I know that this is ultimately going to be a preacher trick, Daniel. What you're going to do is we're going to open these gifts and there's going to be an amazing gift inside of the ugly package. And you're going to make this big point about how we shouldn't judge a present by its wrappings, right? I already know. Gotcha. Okay. But what if I knew that you knew that I would do this? And so I decided I'm going to do the exact opposite of what they expect me to do. (laughs) Checkmate. Okay. But seriously, like, let's be real for a moment, okay? If you had the option of taking either one of these two gifts, I know that most people would choose this very nicely presented gift on the left. And, And there are a couple of reasons for this. The first is, if you were thinking about it in the moment, you would probably assume anybody who would go to so much care and effort in the wrapping probably put a good deal of thought behind the gift as well, right? And then even if you're like, "Ah, I ain't even thinking like that. I mean, if that thought never enters your mind, you might say to yourself, even if the gift inside stinks, at least the bag's kind of nice. I could use that bag at another Christmas party. And so you might choose that because either you get two gifts for the price of one or you still end up with a decent bag. So that's what I would expect most people would probably do. They would choose this very nicely presented gift here on the left. So this morning, why don't we unwrap these two presents and we'll see what's inside. Let's put it here on the screen. You're right, it was a preacher trick the whole time. You caught me, you knew I was gonna do this. If you chose the elegantly wrapped gift on the left, you ended up with Mr. Noodles Ramen. You got a package of soup for Christmas, congratulations. And if you chose the ugly package, you ended up with an Apple TV 4K, hello. 
Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. So it was a preacher trick. And some of you guys had me figured out. Some of you guys, now you know, I'm a tricky guy. And in fact, I kind of feel bad about this, right? Because like Christmas is supposed to be the season of giving great gifts. And I feel bad that I played this little prank on you guys today. So here's what we're gonna do. If you're here in the service this morning, I want you to look under your seat, directly underneath you there in the chair. And every single person is gonna walk out of here with a brand new Apple TV 4K. You get a TV, you get a TV. No, it's another preacher trick. I don't have one for everybody. It's another preacher trick. Somebody stop me. That's the last one. I won't pull any more on you in the service. I wish I could bless you guys this way, but I'm just not able to do it, okay? What this does illustrate, though, is something that you've probably noticed throughout your life, but maybe you've never put words to this. And that is that the wrappings a present comes in don't always match the gift inside. Anybody with me? The wrappings that a present comes in don't always match the quality of the gift that's inside. So you could find a very nicely wrapped box under the tree and you dig in and you're like, eh, it's not that great of a gift, despite the fact that the wrappings looked amazing. Or you could have this really ugly wrapping and then when you dig into it, you find this amazing gift. Anybody, you've experienced this before, right? You've seen this, you, you, this is, it makes sense to you, good. Okay, I wonder if you've noticed maybe something a little more specific. And that is that when God gives us gifts, God's best gifts often come in the strangest wrappings. Have you ever noticed this? In the same way that you could find a great present in ugly wrappings under the tree, God will often give us gifts. And when we see them initially, because of the way that they're presented, we're like, ooh, I, I don't think I want that, God. Uh, can I get a gift receipt, please? Because I would like to return this for something else. This is not what I asked for. This is not what I was expecting, God. If we could get a new gift down here right away, that would be great. But this morning, what I hope you'll realize by the time we're done is that if you can look past the packaging, the wrapping, the way that God's gifts are often presented to us, you might discover some of the most precious and wonderful gifts imaginable. But you're gonna have to have eyes of faith to look beyond the way it appears at first glance. Now I can show you this from the scripture because in the very first Christmas of all, there was a guy named Joseph. You guys are familiar with Joseph maybe? He was Jesus' stepdad. And in this Christmas story, the very first one, Joseph had to deal with the fact that he received a gift from God that was not wrapped the way that he expected. And he had to wrestle with, am I going to accept and embrace this gift or am I gonna pass on it because of the way it's presented? So we're gonna put Matthew chapter number one, verses 18 through 24 here on the screen for you. I just want you to follow along. It's okay if this is the first time you've heard the story. It's a, it's a pretty short and pretty good one. The Bible tells us this is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man. And he didn't want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. All right, we'll pause. We'll keep reading in a moment, but let's just pause here for a moment. And I want you to think about this situation. Poor Joseph, you know, he's engaged to the love of his life. And then one day she turns up pregnant and they have not been together. And she's like, yeah, by the way, it's God's baby. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. Let's have a conversation here. How does this even work? And she's like, I don't know, but an angel visited me. And he's like, I don't care what the guy's name is. Okay, I'll go after angel. It's no big deal, right? It was just this, I mean, it must've been a really, really hard thing for Joseph to make sense out of. 
And the Bible says that he, he really loved Mary and he was heartbroken and sad that this happened. And because he was such a good guy, he didn't want to make a public spectacle of her. He didn't want to say, look at Mary, look at what she did to me, you know, blast her on social media. He didn't want to do any of that. Instead, he said, I'm just going to break this off quietly. I'm going to let her go her way and I'm going to go my way. But as he was considering this, verse 20 tells us, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. She will have a son and you are to name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. So when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and he took Mary as his wife, but he was not intimate with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. Look, if you think deeply about this particular situation, from our perspective, because we have the benefit of hindsight, we're like, Joseph, do you not see? This is the greatest gift that God has ever given to a man on the planet. You know what I mean? Like, think about how amazing it would be to get to be the adopted father of Jesus Christ. That must have been a real trip, you guys. Can you imagine trying to teach Jesus how to swim? right? You got him in the pool and he's like walking on the water and you're like, get down here, quit showing off, learn the backstroke, Jesus, you know? Seriously, can you, but Joseph was a carpenter. The Bible tells us that Jesus actually joined him as a carpenter before he began his public ministry. Can you imagine teaching Jesus how to measure and cut wood? That would have been incredible. Can you imagine being Jesus' dad and teaching him about the birds and the bees, right? You get started and Jesus is like, dad, I invented it. I think I know how it works, okay? We don't need to cover this. It must've been this most wonderful gift and blessing, But when it was first presented to him, Joseph couldn't see the possibilities. He couldn't see the potential. He couldn't see what would ultimately be. All he could do was focus on the way it was presented. In a situation that was confusing and full of heartbreak and full of unanswered questions, it must have been very, very difficult for Joseph to believe the angel and say, okay, I'll trust what you guys are saying here and I'll take Mary as my wife. He is an amazing reminder that God's best gifts often come in the strangest wrappings. I wonder what God has given some of you this year that you weren't expecting and when you first saw it, you thought to yourself, I don't think I want that, God. This might've been a tough year. Many of you guys, 2019 was a tough one. You had to deal with a job loss, for instance. Some of you had to deal with a diagnosis that came out of left field. You were not expecting it. Suddenly the doctor says the test results are in and you're like, whoa, where do I even go from here? Some of you have had a broken heart. Some of you caught your first DUI. (laughs) Like some of you guys have been on the brink and this has been a very, very difficult year. When God put these gifts in your lap, you thought to yourself, no, 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 I don't want that. Anything but that, God. But I wonder, is it possible that you've overlooked God's best gifts because of how they came wrapped? That the things that have happened to you over the last year or two, the things that are the hardest, the things that are the worst, the things that you wanted to run as far away from as you possibly could, I wonder if you couldn't see them with eyes of faith and recognize the gift underneath the wrappings. Maybe we get specific and hopefully I don't 
turn too many of you guys away here. Maybe this year, you unwrapped another year of singleness. That's your gift from God. Congratulations. Another year, all on your own, not married. And I get it, that's hard. It isn't what you wanted. You expected to be married by this time and you don't wanna be going through another year without having that special someone in your life. I get it. But through eyes of faith, could you see this ugly package as a good gift? Is it possible? Like maybe, just maybe God is protecting you from a toxic relationship. Maybe that's why you're still single because God said, no, 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 I don't want you to get involved with somebody that is gonna make life miserable for you. And yeah, I know it hurts that like your friends, many of them are already married with children, but let's be real, a lot of your friends are divorced with visitation rights. So maybe your situation isn't as bad as you think it is, right? Like perhaps God is working in your life. You see this gift and you say, no, but God, I thought I was gonna have a boyfriend this year under the tree and it didn't happen. And it's so easy. No, I, I, like I'm, I'm making light, but seriously, it is so easy to say, I don't want that gift. But if you see it with eyes of faith, maybe God is, he's preparing you. Maybe God has for you a guy that's not gonna be just a good time, but he's gonna be a good partner. And you just gotta be patient. You gotta wait because he's at work. He gives good gifts. The gifts that you and I think are the strangest, the ugliest, the ones we want the least are often the ones that we need the most. Maybe something really awful did happen in your life this year. Like I made a, a sl slight joke about a DUI earlier, but like I know people and that's been their reality. That's what they had happen. They made a mistake one night. They made a bad choice. They got busted for it and they had to deal with all the embarrassments and explanations and all the things that come with that. But you know what? I know a lot of people that have had that exact situation and they will tell you that was the best night of my life. How could something like that be the best night of your life? Well, if it causes you to reevaluate your life, if it causes you to change your habits and choices, the people that you surround yourself with, if it keeps you uh, from making an even worse decision, if it puts you on a healthier path, then yes, you could see that ugly circumstance as a beautiful gift from your father. And I know there are some of you guys and you're like, man, Dan, like my pressure right now, the stress I'm feeling this Christmas is that uh, after the year, I don't even know if I have a job anymore. Like it's, it's very up in the air. I don't know what's gonna happen. And I just wonder if through eyes of faith, you couldn't see a situation like that and understand that maybe God is at work behind the scenes. You don't see how it's all playing out just yet, but maybe God is cutting the safety net so that you'll go out and start that business. He's been calling you to start for a long time. You've just been too scared to do it. Maybe he wants to put you in a job that you're actually passionate about rather than one that you just go to in order to earn a paycheck. Is it possible that God wants to use you in some new company to point people towards him in a way that you simply couldn't do in your previous role? If you have eyes of faith, you can look at some of the ugliest gifts that you might receive throughout the year and say, God, I believe you have a good present underneath for me but you're gonna to have to have eyes of faith in order to see it. See, the point is that God's best gifts often come in the strangest wrappings. So I'm gonna ask you to do this. Picture that thing in your mind. Whatever it is for you, you don't have to speak it out loud. You don't have to turn to your neighbor and share it or anything like that. What is the gift that God gave you this year that as soon as you saw it, you said, no, I, not that, God. No, 
anything but that. What was the gift that you tried to push away, the gift that you tried to run away from? Could you put it, just hold it in your mind, think about it, acknowledge it. And then I wanna read to you something Jesus said in Matthew chapter number seven, verse 11. Just listen to his words here. Jesus said, so if you imperfect people know how to give good gifts to your children, like, you, you know, you, you, you're giving good gifts to your kids this Christmas, right? Like you've got something special for them. It might be one great thing, might be a whole bunch of little things, who knows? But you've probably spent a lot of time thinking about the presents and shopping, fighting the crowds and dealing with people in parking lots. That's the worst part of Christmas, you guys. You've spent a lot of time making sure that you can give good gifts to the people you love. Jesus says, if you can do that, as imperfect and flawed as you are, not having all the resources and time you might like, if you imperfect people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give, give good gifts to those who ask him? The things that God gives us are good. Despite how they look, despite how they're wrapped, despite whether on first glance they're what we wanted or what we hoped we would never receive, our heavenly father always gives good gifts. So I wonder if you couldn't just in your own mind between you and God answer the question, okay, I've got this gift, I've got this situation, this thing that God has done over the last year. How could this gift become one of the best I've ever received? Could you think through some scenarios as outlandish as they might seem, as unlikely as possible, but could you think through some scenarios in which you say, I could see good coming out of this, perhaps even great good, coming out of this because God's gifts are good regardless if they're wrapped in difficult or strange packages. Now, this is true for like all these individual things that you and I go through, but listen, this is true for the greatest gift that was ever given. This, this uh, December... And even today we're celebrating Christmas and Christmas is about a lot of things. Sure, it's about presents and shopping and cheer and good food and lots of eggnog and all that sort of stuff. But ultimately, finally, Christmas is about Jesus. And this, this issue of God's gifts being presented and wrapped in unexpected ways, it's also true of Jesus. We saw this in, in Joseph's story that Jesus came in a way that he wasn't expecting. Jesus came in a way that I wasn't expecting, a baby in a manger. Like if you were to think about God coming from heaven down to earth, okay, just picture that in your mind, however you think that scenario might play out. What do you think that would look like? What would that situation be? You might think God's gonna come in this big display of glory and power and authority. Maybe in your mind, God shows up as the cosmic judge and he's like raining Armageddon down on bad people and stuff like that. Okay, when God came to earth the first time, scripture tells us he came with humility and with humanity. Think about this. When I say that God's greatest gifts come in the strangest wrapping paper, we could say that God's greatest gift came wrapped in diapers. How weird is that? That's unexpected. Who would have thought that when God came to earth to reveal himself to his people, he would do it as a baby in a manger? The Bible tells us that at Christmas time, God came to earth as one of us so that he could identify with all of us. How good is that? I'm gonna say it again because some of you guys need to hear this. This is the whole reason you came to church today. God came to earth as one of us 
so that he could identify with all of us. This is what Christmas is all about. Don't get hung up on the wrapping. Don't get hung up on the presentation. Don't get hung up on your old church who kind of treated you badly. Don't get hung up on the idea that, you know, God coming as a baby is so strange. Don't reject the gift because the wrappings are unexpected. Look at what uh, the Apostle Paul says in the book of Romans. This is my last passage and we'll read it and be done. In Romans chapter number eight, verses 32 through 35, this is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. It might be my favorite totally. It says, since God did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who then can condemn us? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Christ Jesus came for us. He died for us. He was raised to life for us. And now he's sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. That's a solid rap verse right there. I'm telling you, that's good. Can you imagine anything? that could separate us from that kind of love. I can't. And it would be such a tragedy if you ignored the gift because of the way it was presented. It would be such a tragedy if you ran far and fast from the best thing God's trying to do in your life because it doesn't look the way you think it should or the way that you wish that it would. His, his best gifts often come in the strangest wrappings of all. But if you have eyes of faith, you can see how wonderful and good his presence to us actually are. Over the last few weeks at Connect Church, we've been asking the question, what's missing this Christmas? And we've said that some people are missing cheer and some people are missing peace and some people are missing family time and all that. But I wonder if the thing that you're missing most this year is the Christ of Christmas. You got a Santa hat, you got a stocking full of presents, you got all the Christmas cheer in the world, but you're missing the reason for the whole season. And that is Jesus, the best gift that God has ever given to us. Don't overlook him because he came in a way that you didn't expect. I wanna give you the opportunity to receive the gift of Christ this Christmas, to have peace with God, to have new life, to have hope and purpose that only comes when you receive him into your life. So I invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And if you say, Dan, this is me, man. I want a relationship with God. I'm tired of doing life on my own. I want Christ to be my Lord and Savior this Christmas. You might say this, dear Jesus, thank you for coming to earth for me. I'm sorry, I didn't recognize you before. But today, I receive you as God's greatest gift to me. And I pray that you would change me, make me into the person that you created me to be. In your name, amen. My friends, if you just said that prayer for the very first time, then you have taken your first step in a relationship with God. It's the same prayer that I prayed and many others have as well. And life is different after Christ is a part of it. The gift of Jesus is a gift you can't buy. It's a gift that you can't give away. It's a gift that you can't earn, but it is because of his great love for you that he would receive you to himself and give you hope and joy and peace and purpose and cheer this Christmas through Jesus. Thank you.